0: into spiritual gangsta certified.
1: all it's season four of spiritual Gangster certified podcast i'm your host janae aka ellie vish i got erica with me again because I mean, why not because we we vibe we vibe we vibe there's a mm-hmm. lot going on it's been a long time since we have talked to you guys this is a chat and chill session we're just gonna talk some astrology you know same stuff as old this has been a minute. Definitely been a minute, but first, you know, I gotta I gotta shout out the earrings because um, Homegirl made them.
2: Yes, I did, and they're available on my shop, my Etsy shop, with all the Golden Mystic co
0: Link will be in the description. Yes, Check that
1: out. <laughs> I feel so bad too, Erica, because I just realized I did not properly welcome cancer season. Like I usually put a post up, you know, every time a season starts. Say happy solar return to all, you know, the solar sign, whatever season we're going into. And for some reason this year, I didn't do that. I'm going to have to jump on that. Yeah. But, well, but yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm Our sorry, y'all. Men. Except for cancer men. I'm just kidding. Kinda. Oh, no, she not. No, she not.
2: <laughs> you know what? Cancer, I have a love hate relationship with cancer men because they are everything that I like because I have cancer on my descendant and I also have Juno in cancer I like nurturing types of partners however however my Mars is also there <laughs> oh yeah and, um, there we go yeah man I can't do the manipulation I can't do the passive aggression like somebody has to be mature Somebody has to... And, and when it's me, it comes off overly aggressive because my my Venus and Aries just
1: be saying shit, right? Like... Mm-hmm. And then it was that square to that cancer energy.
2: Yeah, so it's like we just gonna be... We're not gonna get nothing accomplished. We're not <laughs> gonna get anything accomplished. So we're just... I'm just... Go away, cancer. Yeah. Uh, I'm- like, I legit... I think I was talking to a guy, I think he had his son in cancer and his Mars in cancer, and I was talking to this guy, and I don't even remember what we were talking, you know what, I think we were talking about, you know, um, exclusivity or some shit like that, and um, Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I'm not gonna sit here and act like I'm not talking to other people because I am, like, I just started talking to this guy, and Mm -hmm. he was like, well, he's one of them niggas that be like um well i don't want you to waste my time because i'm sitting here trying to get to know you i'm like i never said you go do you like what? what why are you trying to make it seem like you know what i'm saying like why would i be exclusive to you when we just met like
1: like sir so you're single so am i so
2: we're dating like i wouldn't even call this dating like I'm just trying to get to know you. (laughs) And then he was, and I was like, are you okay with that? And he was like, yeah, yeah. And then the conversation went on for about like 20 minutes and then he Mm -hmm. brings it up again. I'm like, oh my God. So you did have a problem with it. And then he kind of circled around it. He never like directly addressed any of the questions that I asked him. But like I said, he would act like he was okay with shit, and then come back years later, Year
1: cancer, cancer, yeah, that nostalgia, and then him not directly oh. like did, coming back around to it, and then the passive aggressiveness,
2: so cancer, yeah, I bring up some shit from nineteen ninety nine like bro, where were you when this happened? <laughs> I th- I no longer want to even talk I don't even remember this cancer, but they remember it. They remember it in extreme detail. They're like yes. oh, they don't forget anything. They don't the
1: forget funny anything. part about that is don't don't tell don't tell people with cancer heavy energy what you remember.
2: If
1: but uh, like say pleasant. what don't tell them what you remember if it ain't pleasant. Oh my
2: God. Oh my
1: God. the, ultimate- then the emotions come out. oh oh, there it goes I was about to say the sound went
2: can you hear me sorry uh, people keep trying to call me stop trying to call her
1: I got her right now (laughs) I'm like just text me (laughs) but yeah that he definitely displayed and to everybody again like I always say don't get upset when we're talking about a sign and it's your son's sign because all of us have cancer energy, and all the rest of us have the energies somewhere yep. in our chart. So like she just recognized where the cancer energy is impacting her personal so. energy. Right. And I'm Mine very is in my tenth house.
2: Like so the shit that I'm talking applies to me as well.:
1: I feel you. I also, I believe, have Juno in cancer, so that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like say what now? I have Juno in Cancer as well, and it's in my tenth. It's in my tenth house, so it's interesting. interesting. I remember a a long time ago when I was trying to understand my midheaven and my tenth house, and with the Cancer energy being there, I was kind of like, I was trying to see how like this was fitting, and then it hit me. I was thinking in terms of like the stuff I didn't like about cancer energy, as opposed to it being looking at it objectively. You know what I mean? I like to nurture people and in all my work situations no matter what profession it has been in or what like area, if I don't get a chance to help take care of stuff plus with all my Virgo energy, I really wanna help and be a service, then I'm like, oh, this makes sense. So like, and that's what I usually become known for, like, you know, where I go. So I was like, okay, all right, I'll see. <laughs> At the same time, too, like, um, cancer season has started off very interestingly because of everything else that is going on right now. Like, it's not a cakewalk. It has not been a cakewalk. mm uh-huh. With us coming out of Mercury being, you know, retrograde, which that's the only retrograde everybody was talking about, which I get it, like, you know. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Guys.
2: What planets just went into, well, I think Saturn went into retrograde before Mercury did. Nobody was really talking about that. I mean, um, Neptune did it already go retrograde or is it getting about is it
1: well getting... it definitely was already retrograde too and Pluto Pluto was first I think yeah yeah and it's weird because nobody thinks about it this way Mercury moves fast so that's why it's retrograde period is not going to be as long but Pluto's Neptune's, the outer planets especially, it's going to be a long... So it's going to affect you for a longer amount of time, but nobody talks about it. It's almost like it doesn't exist. I'm like, I need y'all to understand that all the planets and for the sake of clarity here, y'all, I was saying before that we talk about the sun and the moon being planets, but retrograde does not apply to them. They do not go retrograde. Um, but yeah, nobody's talking about that and what it means and how it's going to come out and also a quick question for you because last year and the year before every mercury retrograde was in water signs right and this year all air next year too i believe yes Yep. Did you feel the difference? Because I, I did. I mean, first of all, I got, you know, Mercury retrograde in Pisces. I was like, okay, y'all, welcome to my world. It wasn't as insane. But yeah, Gemini? I, was, I don't
2: think I was as affected when they were in the water signs. Um, I wish I had kind of been charting the Mercury retrogrades, but I, I was kind of like, Everybody's world was falling apart, and I'm just like, because my natal Mercury is already retrograde, I kind of figure I already, like you said, we 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 already do this. He does this. Like um, it's nothing new to me. It's when the planet goes back direct when I start having problems. That's just what it is. It kind of gives me a, you know, like kind of like a bump on the head, like, hey bitch, look over here. You remember this? Yeah, take care of that. Like, that's what retrograde periods are for me. It's like, hey, before shit gets real, I'm just telling you. But again, that just, that's for me, personally. Like, yeah. um, I think the the few things that I did hear about um, Saturn retrograde, again, it was like fear mongering. Like, for me personally, I was waiting on Saturn to go retrograde because he was riding my ass. And it's my Saturn return. I need him to bag back for a little minute, so I can yep. get my get my stuff together. But for somebody else, maybe Saturn is keeping a bad habit in check. And now that Saturn is retrograde, they might not have as much discipline. I, it depends on your chart. But for me, Saturn retrograde is a blessing, and then it's my my chart ruler as well. So I don't mm-hmm. feel as restricted as I normally be because my chart ruler isn't functioning as he normally would.
1: Yup, it's interesting that you said that. This is the importance of understanding the effect of the planets on your individual chart. And we just talking birth charts for now, but you know, y'all got solar return charts, progress charts. We ain't gonna go there right now. But like for me, I I have every planet retrograde but Venus and Neptune. So, (laughs) yeah. So oh my gosh, when these planets go retrograde, that I have retrograde, I'm like, (laughs) whereas when they're in direct motion, for me, then I feel out of sorts. And my Saturn is in the 12th house, so this is usually something I'm not always conscious of. I actually have to connect with this on a deeper level to be able to actually be like, wait, what's going on? My opposes my sun, so
0: I'm hard. Yes.
1: So it's like, oh shit, there's a lot of fucking unconscious habits and behaviors that affect how I just go out into the world and shine. Like, so, like, if I think that it's interesting that now I decide to jump back into season four (laughs) under the energy of it being, you know, retrograde. And I don't know, I kind of like it. Uh, Pluto retrograde, though, ma'am. How's people that been seeing you? People been spilling their secrets like without realizing it. Like I I use the example that it'd be like, okay, I got a cup, right? Mm. Slowly drop water into this cup. It's no big deal at first because we slowly drop the water in. Just slowly, slowly. By the time you get to that that point where you put just one drop in it and it starts to overflow, I feel like that's the energy that happens with retrograde planets to some extent because shit has to be pushed all the way in until it's forced out. So like I've been peeping game more. (laughs) Definitely been peeping game more and people are telling on themselves without realizing that they're telling on themselves. It's like things that you would normally keep to yourself that you probably don't even look at or understand, you know, kind of come out. And I got Pluto retrograde too, so I'm like, "Yeah, y'all, okay, I see you, I see you." Yeah,
2: Yeah. it's just like a constant internal test, if you will, you know, with retrograde planets, and it's like to see if you've been paying attention, especially when you have malefic planets involved. Mm -hmm. I want to pay attention to that, Um, especially whatever
1: house that it's affected
0: it's in my
1: fourth huh it's in my fourth and we've been talking so you know pluto is retrograding in my fourth i can't wait for it to leave wow it's not gonna leave for a while because you know i still have some that makes sense your whole situation makes sense
2: now i didn't even think about that
1: Yup, i'm like oh okay there we go But y'all, that's what you got to look out for. Where are these planets transiting your chart? Are they making aspects to other placements in your chart? Do you understand, you know, like the tools that you can use to look at this? Or do you understand the meanings of these different planets? And then when they're entering different signs, what does that mean? We want y'all to be able to use astrology practically. Right,
2: exactly. So Pluto is going through my, first house you've been real comfortable Mm. oh my god everything just makes sense when i look at astrology because when pluto was going through my 12th i was going through like some severe depression like you would not believe and then i think saturn was like on its ass at that point so that was really tough um i'm not gonna even sit here and lie to you now i was going through my first house and they've been playing tango like this Going through, but you know, um, with Pluto being there, I can say that it's de- definitely it's squaring my Venus right now. I believe. So, um, yes, yeah,
0: it's,
2: it's just changing the way that I view myself. It is um, like uh, around this time is when I started working out again, I started changing the way that um, I want to look, and you know, um, just health in general um let me see what else with saturn being there yeah there the discipline is needed even in my progress chart i believe i have pluto in my ninth house and the square in my ascendant so yeah again just changing the way that i think about things changing yep. the way that i be think you know
1: um, learning ways way. to make those changes too yeah Yep. Yeah. Like
2: completely like just throwing out that old shit that shit not working. Dead that shit. Immediately. Okay. Yes. Um okay. and it's and it comes through that discipline from Saturn. So that's that's what's going on over here. And then <laughs> um my chart is interesting because with retrogrades, I told you they don't affect me as much except
0: they do.
2: Um, so, my natal Mercury, like I said, is already retrograde. And I have Mercury fucking with all of my work and money houses. I have Mercury in the second. I have Gemini at my sixth house, cause, and I have Virgo in my eighth. Like,
0: mm. it's just Mercury.
2: So, uh, yeah, it's like I don't get job opportunities unless uh, Mercury is French or
0: That is crazy.
2: I literally, like, I'm working through a temp service right now because, you know, I'm juggling between my business and, you know, just floating through corporate because we already know I have Pluto in the tent. Corporate is not for me. Mm -mm. (laughs) But, you know, I still, I kind of use my job is like supplemental income, if that makes sense. It's kind of yeah. No, you know, I know backwards. I know
1: exactly what you mean.
2: I was not having any luck finding any work when Jim, or why do I keep wanting to say Gemini? When uh, Mercury was stationed direct. Now, mm-hmm. I literally applied for a job Friday, and they asked me if I could start Monday. Like, it was that quick. Like, um, I'm like, I think this is the universe's way of telling me to stay my ass off out of corporate because whenever I stay, whenever I get a job when it's Mercury retrograde, that shit, it never lasts long. It never lasts long. There's always something wrong. There's always something that wasn't really discussed that starts happening, you know, like there's things that are included that were not talked about. Like we didn't agree on this. You didn't explain this clearly. Um, or you just flat out lied. Like mm. that's the type of energy that I've been getting. Um, or at least that I've noticed when, um, accepting positions or, you know, like offers during retrograde and, I'm kind of religious with that shit now. Like, I really try to stay away from starting anything new, signing anything, but it kind of just follows me a little bit. Like, I told you my car situation and how that worked out. um, That was the very start of the retrograde period, like, in Gemini,
1: of all signs. Coming through, showing you every time. People be thinking we just be... We're not talking fanciful, nonsense no, and shit. I'm not trying to fear monger then, but
2: like I just said, I've learned my lesson with these retrograde periods, man. Like, I do not... It is a good time to study or, like you said, conceptualize coming with new ideas. You can sit there and do all that for four to six weeks and then once that period is over, launch it. Because at that point, you... you sh- you should have gotten the information that you needed to understand it better. Because again, because it's, it's the introverted or um, introspective energy. Mm-hmm. You're able to look at it on a deeper level.
1: That happens with me a lot during these periods. Things will come yeah. up that I had already been like, oh, I need to look into that. Or I had already started working on that stop. And then, you know, yeah, the Mercury retrograde period will give me the opportunity to like, oh, I need to go back to that instead of me picking yeah. something new. And like, it just makes let- more sense. Mm-hmm. Or,
2: so, at least for me, anyway. Um, I uh, I know it de- depends on the individual, but um, rec- retrograde periods don't fuck with me like other people. Um, I do have people come back from the past, but it's never like. Anything super dramatic or well, actually, <laughs> I, I was gonna say um, there was a period I think when Venus went retrograde, and it was in Scorpio. Don't do that. Do not fuck around. If you're not in a relationship already, do not fuck around. Venus retrograde. Do not fuck around if it goes retrograde in your fifth house or your eighth house, if it's conjunct Pluto, opposite Pluto, do not do that shit. Don't do that shit. Listen to me.
1: (laughs) She said, I'm warning you.
2: I've done it twice already. Just to see, because I'm experimental and I'm like, you know, I don't want astrology to rule, I mean, rule my life like that. And then I'll just be sitting back like, okay, I'm listening now because what had happened for me is usually it's somebody that I'm dating around that period and that shit goes left. Mm. And um, when it happened in Scorpio, I literally earned myself a stalker. Like, legit. Still coming around to this day. Don't know how he found my page, my Instagram business page. Ma'am! What?! Venus, retrograde, Scorpio. I'm telling you guys. And then I think the last one. uh, Did Venus go retrograde last
1: year? I'm trying to remember yeah.
2: the transit that yeah, happened. It's like,
1: oh, I got to look.
2: Yeah, I got to look too. Hold on. It was a transit that was going on around this time last year. Uh, Whatever it was, it was in Gemini. Um. I know we have Mercury retrograde. Was it Venus?
1: I'm pulling a chart and going back by a year.
2: Yeah, that shit happened in my fifth house, and I had something similar happen, because this nigga had um, Mercury in Scorpio at, like, the 29th degree, and then he was also a Scorpio rising.
1: Venus was in Gemini this time last year. It wasn't retrograde. Let's we'll see what's, what was. Mercury I was retrograde in Cancer at this time last year.
2: Okay, which is, like I said, I'm my descendant and parcel, partially um, in my seventh house. And oh at- my
1: God! Pluto was retrograde, Jupiter was retrograde, Saturn was retrograde, Neptune was retrograde. All that was going on at the same time last year. This exact day Year
2: ago, yeah. Um, that was the dude that, um, I don't know if you remember me posting that screenshot of him saying that he wasn't gonna leave, he was literally texting me from different numbers. I would block a number, he would call me from another one, yeah. I remember, please leave me alone. And he was like, No, answer your phone. I'm like, Sir, sir. Um, He's even gone as far as to like drive by my house because we live super close. Like I've learned my lesson with dating men that live within like a certain radius of me. That's that's Mm -hmm. never doing that again. Um, But yeah, um, that type of shit happens during retrograde periods when they affect your fifth and eighth house. And I will even say your seventh.
1: Don't do <laughs> Listen, this is displaying it in a real life way. And also, for people that don't seem to understand this for some reason, literally the word astrology has the word log in it. You are paying attention to cycles, you are logging the importance of different things. We don't just make shit up, you actually can go back and look at shit and then be like hmm and then come forward or go into the future I feel like a time traveler sometimes just you know I, I don't yeah, think like
2: that's probably planets crossing over certain points in your chart again retrograde periods, like damn like yeah I,
0: I, something about this is familiar Or even
1: maybe somebody else's retrograde planets that you're encountering, passing over certain parts in your chart. Like, there's so much. Yeah.
0: Trying to tell them. Yeah. Trying to tell them. Um,
2: and like I said, I don't be looking at this transits all the time because I, like I said, I kind of like to, you know, just move around freely what you know um and you know sometimes when you look at your own chart too long it's like you start focusing or narrowing in on certain things like oh my god i want to
1: have this to turn out
2: and it could be like something dealing with a malefic like pluto retrograde and it's squaring something like my venus again my shit um you know uh you have to pay attention to stuff like that so you can be prepared for it
1: that is true. I like that you brought that up because I just said to someone the other day, like, if I obsess over transits, I don't live my life. I'm too busy trying to calculate what if. How should I play this? The general awareness of certain time frames, I think is fine. But if I looked at it every day, and half the time when I do choose on a day to look at it, I don't start my day looking at the transits because I feel like I am implanting in my head a certain narrative that will for sure play out, <laughs> like, because I implanted that narrative there, like, my first um, instinct to look at something hitting my chart, if I'm not in a necessarily a good mood, and I'm like, I see something bad, oh, it's gonna be bad. Like, yeah. I do going to feel like that.
2: You, you yeah. that. you don't know that, it might not be, but you can be prepared for it. You can be prepared for it. Like, okay, like I'm looking outside, it might not rain, but it's saying it might rain, so I'm gonna bring an umbrella just in case.
1: That's yes, what it's ma'am. Yes, so, ma'am. you know, it
2: is psychology, but it's also your medical history, it's your ancestral history, it's your trauma, it's the way that you think your mental process, your emotional well being, it's everything. It's where you live. It's, it's fuck, like, um, it's the way you have sex. It's literally everything.
1: everything. Yes, every single aspect of your life. So if you just narrow in on this one thing, then and another thing, I'm trying to tell people it's confusing, especially to people learning. And we have talked before about you know our journey with understanding different things that are astrological and how we can actually use this science to fight me if you don't think it's a science. (laughs) Um, How we can use this science to better understand things, but some things can seem overwhelming to people. There's um, a huge uptick in people being interested in astrology anyway, you know what I mean? And when you realize how layered it is and stuff, some people just get, it's like paralyzed by the thought of all the things that you should have to learn so one of the things i was going to tell people at least start before you get into looking at pluto or where mercury is transiting if you don't feel comfortable like taking on so much let's look at sun transits and the moon the moon's gonna move faster you know but yeah you know and i think that's a good thing because that's that talks more about immediate impact than like a pluto transit where it's like
2: it's gonna be there for them
1: in my fourth house for what since 2009 years i would like it to leave i keep moving like but there has been healing in my actual family especially among the women which Mm -hmm. that part's been good yeah we talked about that too so it's like Yes, breaking generational curses. Yes, doing that work. So I can look at that as a long-term thing. Whereas if we look at cancer season and the sun, you know, that's going to be, what, 30 days that you got, essentially. One a
0: second. Mm-hmm.
1: Sorry. I'm going to pause it. Nope. So we back. Um, I was saying people should concentrate more on maybe where the sun is transiting. And the moon, like focus on that shit first. So, like with that being said, <clears throat> even no matter where Cancer is transiting somebody's chart right now, I think it's important that people understand certain Cancer themes. So, when you think of Cancer, what do you think of?
2: Family, um, family, the house, literally the house that I live in, um, lineage, like my mom for me, my relationships is always uh, a thing for me,
1: again, with my cancer descendant, Mars and Cancer. Yeah. And, uh, so,
2: yeah, for me, having a family is extremely important, or, you know, just having that um, family dynamic um, because with me, um, you know, sometimes people don't always have um, the luxury of keeping their blood family around, you know, um, sometimes you have to protect your peace but the good thing about cancer is you can build your family <clears throat> yeah you to, uh, your family
1: members. it's like I th- I also too think of this is a good time because I think fourth house stuff so private lives. like nobody really yeah nobody really thinks about the or I don't hear a lot of people talk about it this way but when you think of like All the opposites, like the fourth house and the tenth house, they're also interconnected in a way that it can make sense to people if they think about it. So, your career impacts your private life because that's what helps you to be able to afford the things that you have in your immediate environment, in your home, etc. And then, and vice versa. For a lot of people, if shit isn't going right at home, you try to go to work. They are interconnected for sure. Most Hold on one second. See, I'll be recording and people still be talking. Sir, so, anyway, so. Yeah, my daughter just uh, walked by and she gave me that look. Was it the Aquarius energy there? Because that one got I'm like, I'm like, come on now. Like, we just talked about come on, interruption. <laughs> but it does make a lot of sense when like, Come on. Oh, see, now I got to change the, let's see. How are you still going to keep talking when I'll be like, nah, <laughs> but um, I think it's hilarious when you like, we say family, right. And a lot of people like too. cancer makes me think of mother, like, and the women in your family, but like your family in general, a lot of people's families these days are their extended family or the people that have come to be their family instead of like their ancestral family. That's not to say like that doesn't count too. You know what I mean? But you know how we were talking about clinginess earlier with, with cancer energy. I feel like a lot of themes of that come up with like the people of your extended family too during this season. I have noticed that in a lot of conversations with people just about, you know, feeling smothered. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> yeah, that helicopter mom shit or just, you know, like, the need for constant attention, and it's due to, like, them worrying, like, them thinking something is wrong, something is out of place, like, cancer. It's okay, you can calm down with your Virgo in the third
0: head ass. <laughs>
1: No, but you you overthinking, like yes. that's that overthinking energy, man. Like Cancer,
2: um, and I think you know, like as intuitive as Cancer is, I, I find a lot of them, myself included, because I have this energy, like they be ignoring their t- intuition, and um, they tend to have like a lot of, I, I ain't gonna say frenemies, but like men
0: um,
2: because cancer is so damn sensitive that anyone who doesn't agree with them or anyone who hurts their feelings is automatically an enemy. So they tend to sur- have people surround them that don't really rock the boat like that, or won't really tell them about, you know, tell them about themselves. But then it kind of ends up backfiring <clears throat> because those friends were never real with you. And now that it starts, it, it grows into a bigger problem.
1: Usually. Yeah, it's exposed now.
2: Yeah. So um, Cancerian people, oh, uh, I love the ones when the evolved ones and, you know, like the ones who have um, like maybe Mercury and Gemini, the ones who can practically, um, you know, look at things and separate their feelings from
0: um, their thoughts.
1: Yes, because I noticed sometimes heavy cancerous energy on the flip side of maybe ignoring intuition will think everything is intuitive that occurs to them. Um, it's, it's important for people to learn how to separate the two, because sometimes like if let's say, OK, you've had a bad experience with a person or you've had a bad experience with a a, a certain behavior in a certain person then you're going to assume or you know you get that little feeling oh i recognize this okay that's intuition i can see that but that doesn't mean that that same thing is going to come from that person a lot of the cancer themes that get shined um a light on or i because i always say the sun is highlighting the themes of the sign that it's in um and people it's funny it's like why do we not recognize these cycles because it's not just impacting us. We have to think about how it's impacting other people. So then you're seeing the cancer in them, be lit up. You know, our, um, even our can- our
0: country itself is a cancer, and it makes so much sense. You know, yeah,
2: it do. About every goddamn thing. <laughs> so goddamn sensitive about every fucking thing. <laughs>
0: you know. Amen. Of our traditions. You know what I mean. Our holidays.
2: You know, um, barbecues, get-togethers, our
1: families. You know, home itself too. Americans get very. Do you know what other countries? I was reading um, an article about the fact that it is not common or normal for other countries to fly their country's flag right outside their house. Like other other countries don't really do that. It'll be on like government buildings or official buildings, but like. You know, I could walk around my neighborhood right now, and I guarantee you there's nothing but, like, flags. Like, we really take home or, like, se- seriously, to the point where there's this skit by, like, Patrice O'Neill, rest his soul, because he was a funny comedian. He talks about, he's like, Americans are the worst. He said, we will literally go to another country and call those people foreigners. Like, you're in their country. <laughs> We, we we think we are the best at everything our way like people will get mad if something's not made in america though i kind of understand that, but like because america first let's let's have jobs like you know but it's it, it makes sense that there is that cancerian energy i mean come on y'all when it's the birthday of the country the and season and pride me and
2: mine my gang and even you know like the shit you know, like a, a lot of the tension surrounding this country is dealing with people's, you know, nationalities and, you know, like this is mine, this is my land, these are my people. You know, um, it's always been that type of struggle.
1: That's Aries in the tough, yo, and waging war with every fucking body. We were known for that. There's an American base everywhere. I ain't complaining about necessarily being American. I mean, this is just where I happen to come out of my mother. That's how I look. That's why I think it's so funny. Like, I can appreciate what we may have that other places may not, but at the same time, I'm like, this is only happening because I happen to come out of my mother on territory that belongs to this country. That's it. That's it. And And now, oh my God.
2: You know, Corona kind of fucked that up for me. You know, when I was planning on doing that, but uh, you know, um, there are problems everywhere anywhere you go you're gonna run into problems this is just the type of problems we have over
1: here you know yeah um, a lot of our stuff is covert it's very behind
0: the scenes it's not as in your face mm-hmm. um, you know I won't say that we're oppressed like you know
2: like people in the Palestines or anything like that but um, how do I want to say it like there's just um, America knows how to put up a good front. And that's the easiest way that I can put it. Um, a lot of this stuff doesn't hit. A lot of this, our, our problems don't even hit national news. And if they do, the story is so skewed from the truth. People you don't know, know what,
1: people what to think. Are. Yeah. And then you notice we bullies in our relationships with other people, which is Capricorn in the seventh. We got to be in control.
2: Yeah, just controlling.
1: It's, it's crazy, like, see, again, using it practically, I don't even think a lot of people even consider the fact that a country can have a birth date. Anything can have one. So, like, it's it, I should have pulled up all the different things that came up or were created maybe during cancer season that, oh, man, that that's... I could still probably look that up but like and and you know post that as part of like at the end of the segment at another time but I, I do think it's very interesting how like America's very cancerian and it's going through a Pluto return so which people don't live long enough to have but So it's interesting to look at countries and, and to be able to see what a, a Pluto return really looks like. And I remember with the election last year. It's bound to, like, it's
0: unavoidable at this point. Like, it's already
2: crumbled. Now you yes. are trying to scramble and...
1: My you know, cat is still really talking his face off.
2: The shit is clearly broken, and they're try- it seems like they're trying to... Keep things together to keep people calm.
0: Mm-hmm. You no, know, uh,
2: but it's it's some more shit coming.
1: I don't feel like we really like. Well, we don't really like truth as a whole. As an like we like comfort. We don't handle it well. We no, it it and it makes sense. Like, like I know you're one of the people who like me. It's like I'm not afraid to criticize. Any part of government, like any side, like just just to be able to look at things in a way where you're like, I'm gonna tell somebody when something don't make sense. Just look
2: at it objectively because if you just fangirl and just because these people are pandering to you, telling you what you want to hear, but you're not getting any results from this person, something is wrong. Especially if it keeps happening. Yes. Like, I begin in in arguments with my grandma. She's like an ex veteran. And then she's like, what, 73 or 74? She's part of that Mm -hmm. era. So, um, yeah. She's like, you don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, I'm telling you. Because she's pro uh, Democrat. And she's like, those Republicans,
1: they don't care about anybody. I'm like, the Democrats don't don't care. And
2: she's like they, uh, she always she she loves to bring up Bernie Sanders. She also likes to bring up Obama
1: and I'm just like okay. like grandma hurt your feelings if, if if we really get into this deep like, discussion like she was about to get disrespectful cuz she started getting disrespectful.
0: So I'm like, "Okay, we're just going to not talk about this." So, um,
2: because I was bringing up some valid points, but she uh, a lot of older boomers, they like to Come from a uh, position of, well, this is how we, we 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 used to do it. This is how we've always done it. But they're not being realistic because a lot of th- things are different now.
1: Yes, tradition think- is okay, but
2: yeah, like I understand preserving tradition, which is you know, like um, I have Uranus and Capricorn, so it's like. Mm. While I do understand preserving and respecting tradition, you got to switch gears. You got to keep up.
1: If we don't, we stuck. Like, that. that's interesting, too, because that... Um, so, it's like, I'm used to, you know,
2: taking things that are, I guess, serve as tradition but don't work anymore, and changing it, and that always rocks people. Always. Like, it never...
1: It's shaking the foundation of their very understanding of how things work.
2: People don't like the truth, and people don't like change. Those two things, good fucking
1: luck. (laughs) And I tell people all the time, like, if change doesn't, like, oh my god, this is such a Uranus and Taurus thing too, because people's values are being challenged, and their values a lot of times are based on tradition, and are based on you know, um, just what they were told or taught. Like I tell my own mother who I grew up here my whole life saying learning is a continual process. You have to be oh, okay. And she was a teacher. So, I mean, I got it, but now lady, teachable moments. <laughs> so Capricorn. there'd be, there'd be so many of them and she just is rigid, like, no. And I'm like, but you're the one who tried to tell me and who taught me my whole life change is continual learning is continual it's like you can't get to a point where you think you know everything and you don't need to know anything else and our value systems get challenged for a reason it's not necessarily to I think people they get fearful that if something familiar is going to change into the unfamiliar that means that oh my god this is the end of the world it may be the end of the world as you know it but um not the end of the world and it's just like oh
2: my god i'm so inconvenienced and now i have to change everything like i get it because like i said pluto's in my first house dancing like am I, everything that i thought everything that i thought was that you knew about
1: yourself Lord. It's
2: like all of it coming down like nope new rules Bitch, throw
1: all that shit out. Oh, baby, I feel you because I got natal Pluto in the first house, retrograde. I feel like I am const my whole life is oh, okay, no, no, that is not it. Uh, here we go. Oh, you ready to transform again, bitch. All right, there we go. So no, I feel you. But uh, embracing that is so beautiful because it is the secret to things is a, literally
2: a brand new you like
1: that Yes. Oh,
2: no more
1: so like whoever knew you back then they are gonna come back now and they are gonna be like damn you switched up you listen and we was having a conversation the other day so for like, like just to kind of give a little bit of background talking about she had said something to me yesterday and it stuck with me and I haven't been able to like get it off my mind <laughs> um, it was about like Captain Savaho energy,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you just made me realize something and have um have a moment of clarity. So along, like with the transforming, thinking about my own. Char- See, you always can learn something new about your own chart. I'm up here just discovering something just from a different perspective, based on something you said. If I'm continuously dying and rebirthing myself then there were times where I needed help so there was a captain save a hoe for me so to speak not calling myself a hoe but you know what I'm talking about uh, yeah once I did not need the help those individuals they didn't know me no more because I grew and changed from that and it was like well you you don't you don't fit the bill um What I think is very important for people to understand, especially, well, first of all, Pluto and Capricorn was challenging structures. Government is ruled, you know, by Capricorn energy. But from a personal standpoint, how do you govern yourself? What are your rules, um, your, your boundaries that you put up? those change for people and they're going to continue to change. Uranus and Taurus is going to have you looking at shit that you just thought was, that was the way it was supposed to go, be it you know because your mama told you so or this is just something that you develop and it's being challenged and people don't like that shit at all. No, they don't. And, it, and it's like
2: but Aquarius energy or Uranus energy is going to bring some new shit. And a lot of people don't be ready for it when it comes. Like, it's some shit that comes and then you don't understand what was really happening until like maybe 10 years later and you're like, yeah, we didn't we wasn't
0: ready. We, This was Not at all!
2: Yeah. It takes a minute. And, and then it, it shakes you like, yeah, bitch, like, um, <laughs> I'm here, I'm going to knock all this shit over because
1: why not? it's like an earthquake literally Yep. I think people need to embrace the fact that you know how some people will be like I'll be happy when like when I get this when I have that when this happens when that happens it took me a long time to realize that that's what the wheel people are on of chasing something that it it don't really work like that yeah you know it's up to you to find your happiness at each moment but because your values are going to be challenged and your beliefs will change and different things are going to come to the fore of that you're going to be like oh my god yeah we can't keep doing this the same way on a personal level when you do that you evolve you grow it is what it is I don't understand why people don't get it but you know I do especially in our country where we think No, so her baby is talking to her. We love the babies. Yeah, just,
2: uh, she's asking for more food, more snacks,
1: like this. So yeah, she put me onto this bitchin' sauce. I'm gonna have to put that in my quart. You yeah. see it, guys? Original bitchin' sauce. And it's like it, it
2: kind of—it's a plant-based sauce. I'll say that. I almost said nuts.
1: There you sauce. go, vegan people or, or vegetarian people. Sorry.
0: <laughs> well, no, I
1: got this last time. and she got the good crackers with it so yes. my little venus and taurus ass is excited
2: and it is so good you know i got pisces in the second so i'll just be so let me get
1: this how many you want Three this
2: time. okay
1: <laughs> She said, give her three crackers. I'm sitting here like, I wish I was there to get a cracker.
2: Man, it is good. They got a season good. But yeah, it's like a plant-based type of dip sauce mm-hmm. type of dip. And um, it kind of resembles hummus a little bit. So if you like hummus, you're probably gonna like this.
1: Hummus is spicy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, it's
1: not. You can get spicy hummus, but all of it you isn't. Can, but the hummus that we have is not spicy. One day I will make my own when I'm not lazy. But and, um, I think she, I'm going to be lazy. Be in the fourth house mm, so yeah. Be attached, like how she done came in here
2: like six times since we started uh, recording again.
1: Uh huh.
2: Yeah. Like, you won't be close to
1: mine.
2: Even my Sagittarius friend who was here um over Father's Day weekend, he came over and he was like, damn, like, see what you're talking about. Like, um, <laughs> Because we always talk like on video chat and he sees, you know, like, and I always tell him like, yeah, she always she literally asks me for a hug
0: like every 10 minutes. Yeah. She does that in real life. I'm not
1: exaggerating. You see how it's going down. See, there's there are no there are no coincidences with this astrology stuff. Now that the
2: sun is in cancer, it's like magnified now.
1: Yeah. So, so that's lighting up fourth house issues that's the other thing we should tell people like yeah you can look for where cancer is in your chart but because cancer rules the first fourth house you want to kind of see what's going on there too i feel like um then oh this would make sense why there's more barbecues and stuff in july 4th too because food and feeding people has so much to do with cancer energy and nurturing and making people feel comfortable Yes, it's like hospitable energy.
2: Cancers are the best hostesses. Period. Yes, period. ma'am. Period. Like, over to a cancer's house. She gonna feed you. You're gonna get your favorite drink. She gonna act she gonna put you in her favorite, you know, like her most comfiest chair.
1: She yes, ma'am.
2: She gonna have the music going. She gonna be cooking <laughs> the, um she gonna it's most likely gonna be smelling good kids gonna be bad as hell they gonna be running around doing whatever <laughs> don't just, don't just let it ride but yeah yes cancer, got you. cancer is great um they always make sure that you're good and if you're not they're gonna figure
1: it out yeah yeah which is a blessing because that's this is the cancer energy um and y'all make sure you check out the event that we're gonna have that basically is it's called moon magic, but it's named that in honor of, you know, Cancer's ruling planet, the moon. So that during Cancer season, we could talk about Cancerian, specifically feminine energy. The fact that like most astrologers will ascribe feminine energy to Cancer and the moon, like even the way that we can describe Cancer itself by putting Cancer on the ascendant and then going around the Zodiac. I mean, going about around the wheel with all the different signs to explain it. Like, you know, with Leo in the second house, women love, women love looking good and being seen. We value that. Yes. Uh, yeah, cool.
2: Libra
1: and then the we... Tenth. Or is that Aries in the 10th? Aries in the 10th. They got Libra in the fourth. Oh, and if you think fourth. about it at home, mom is usually the one... That's peacemaking, making judgment calls. I mean, house looking like anything. caring about the aesthetic. There you go. Virgo in the third is interesting, though, because this will explain why a lot of men have you ever hear a man say, mm, I don't like when women say this or that. That's not ladylike. Like you're supposed to be a little bit more demure with your talk. three okay you know what three is a good number mia that
2: is a good number
1: eat some for me (laughs) and we talking about the third house so no coincidences. the third house of cancer now in case anybody isn't really following this what we are doing we put cancer in the first house So if we do that, we can get all of the qualities of Cancer by the sign that is on each house cusp. So for example, if Cancer is on the first house cusp, we are putting Leo, the sign after Cancer, on the second house cusp. Virgo would be on the third. Libra would be on the fourth. Scorpio would be on the fifth. Sagittarius will be on the sixth. On the seventh house cusp, they have Cap. Corn, eighth house course. Uh, uh, I just said that all wrong. Venus and Pisces moment, y'all. Eighth house, no. Aquarius. Vanilla ice cream. You hear this? See, see, listen. There's no reason for adults not to be able to talk about stuff. Did you just hear out in the mouths of the babe?
2: Like, do Capricorns like ice cream? Yes, they do, but they probably like plain
0: ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Can't
1: have too much going on. Yes. Who?
2: From your daddy? Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm gonna
0: call her DJ. Aw, okay. Can you hear me, She's
1: adorable. Now, there are, like, for everybody listening that doesn't quite understand that, i think this is something that a lot of people who are into astrology discover late i'm i'm happy for those who discover it early but you can literally describe anything by putting the sign that you would think would in general describe thing on the ascendant or the first house cusp, and then you can describe everything going around so we got so far as to like virgo um also when we talk about Libra in the fourth house cusp, like she said, don't be leaving my house any type of way, you know, the, the aesthetics are very important. It's usually the woman that's designing, making sure that the home looks a certain way, not even just the cleanliness of it, the aesthetic, you know what I mean? And then this was, this is controversial, but I remember having this con- um, this conversation with shout outs to Evereese because I, I really felt like we connected on this particular part of Cancer Energy with Scorpio energy in the fifth house or on the fifth house cusp. This is why a lot of people will say man's hands off a of women's bodies. Women, women decide babies, children, fifth houses, you know, ruled by that. Some people might be like, oh, that sounds terrible. I don't want to get all controversial, but even that's astrologically explained and then with the sixth house with Sagittarius energy there, what you have is your mom is usually the person teaching you, teaching Sagittarius energy, the things that you must do on a day-to-day basis. You're washing your face and brushing your teeth. You are making your bed. You are learning the rules of day-to-day life from mother or feminine energy. So like, Even thus far. And then, oh, you wanna get more controversial? We're gonna get more controversial. Capricorn in the seventh. How many women feel like a man should take care of you? Who should provide? Does this not fall in lockstep with that? Come on, Capricorn, the provider. In your one to one relationship, you're gonna want someone who. She's like, yeah, at the end of
2: the day, what's gonna be paying these bills? Who, Thank you. These lights
0: ain't free. This shit ain't free. Thank
2: no. you.
1: Yes. So, like, so. We, when we're talking cancer energy, we're not even specifically talking about cancer. We are talking about how cancer aligns in order when we put cancer on the first house. gasps And y'all want to hear something? Even for everybody that's like, yes, females should run shit. Aries in the 10th kind of says that. 10th house is Capricorn naturally ruled. So that's government too. Say what now? So I said with Capricorn, you know, naturally ruling the 10th house, we could talk about structures of government. With Aries energy there, as far as cancer is concerned, you know, we ready to take control of things. We can.
2: Yesterday waiting. I'm not waiting. Either you either. come in. Come on. That's that type <laughs> of you know, like how um, we give women a lot of credit for getting shit done. Yup.
1: Yep.
2: You can't sit around and wait for people to do
1: shit. No, I'll do it myself. And I'm going to be no, like, like y'all know it. Hungry, it's... I'm
2: hungry. tired. You know, like, let's get this shit on the road.
1: Yes. Because, and I realized I just skipped the eighth house and the ninth house, but this is, I'm picking all the controversial uh, things to look at it from, but if you have Aquarius in the eighth house, right, Mm -hmm. that's experimental energy, isn't it? Isn't it very experimental? So, I'm not trying to say all women are ready to bust it open no matter what, but...
2: but... Extremely destructive in the way that they're experimental, you know, so these can be the types of people that tear some shit apart, like break shit in order to figure out how it works. But then mm-hmm. they're going create something completely new or they'll put it together, they'll put it back together and it works better than it did before
1: they broke it down. Dismantling the undercurrents of things for new birth and genius and invention. Sexually, we could say when a woman is her most comfortable, right? She'll be a little bit more open to experimentation with that partner that provides that seventh house shit. Thing. Because you know, I'm I'm just saying. Hmm. Capricorn in the
2: seventh, yeah. Yeah, once you make them feel comfortable and secure, yeah, they'll, they'll go ahead
0: and open up all that eighth house shit to you. There you, you go. go. The Aquarius
2: don't really have no limits when it comes to
1: that. No, 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 none the
2: the now, now. The Not at all. signs in the zodiac. I hate to yes paint signs like oh this sign is the most freaky because every sign every sign is sexual it's just the way that they display it or the way right. that they enjoy receiving it you know um which would be
0: you know venus mars energy and even your moon but um mm-hmm.
1: i just lost my thought see it's okay There's two Mercury and Pisces retrograde people up here right now. Yeah, Um, yeah,
2: But yeah, um, as far as um, you know, finding sexuality within the planets and the signs, like they all, we're all sexual. It's just how do you display?
1: Right, right. And Aquarius, of course. Like I tell people all the time, they have a hard time really viewing Aquarius energy as anything other than what they've stereotyped it to be just thinking about fixed air to some people that kind of conflicts. And I have to explain it to them that no, they're committed to their freedom. Air is everywhere. There's hardly any place where you ain't going to find air. Like, so, you know, being different, moving over here, they are like, like all of that. So once you meet that seventh house need, with a woman then you get the i send it open sorry didn't mean to put it like that but you know what I meant and a nice house oh my god this one's easy for me usually your spiritual beliefs are taught to you by your mother Facts. Pisces in the ninth Yep. like your belief systems your first teacher Get your ass up so we can go to church. Yep. Yep. No jokes. Like, you can see it all in the wheel. And then, since we said 11th house, I think this is beautiful. There's Taurus in the 11th house. Don't women love giving their friends gifts? Or, like, Mm -hmm. you know, catering to them? Yeah. Like, it's just your, your friendship circles are very, very important to you. Value them we do, like, that's just who we are, and then my favorite, having Gemini in the 12th, women love to gossip, we love, to, we won't admit it, we'll even be in the midst of doing it, and be like, I'm not gossiping, you guys are
2: like gatekeepers for information, like, people with Gemini in the 12th have A wealth of information. The fuck! I didn't
1: even know you knew that. Like, because you was you were you were peeping the scene undercover. You were collecting all the information that was coming, without low key, without letting it be known. It's it's like subconsciously something that we do. Your ears will be open even when it doesn't look like your eyes are on that thing. You know. Mm -hmm. It's crazy how that goes. Absolutely. Like it's it's crazy how that goes but um hold on one second my audio's acting up Fingers. so i'm coming back i'm sorry my headphones died now i got on like my customer service headphones so i look a little ridiculous look y'all but um yeah um cancer energy is more than just talking about cancer you're actually talking about all the signs Depending on and you, I mean that the same thing would be true no matter what energy we were talking about. And I think it's amazing to look at it this way. You can see how connected the entire zodiac is to itself and to each individual sign. It's so important to be able to do that because if you don't, you're doing yourself a disservice. And that's when we wind up hearing them people like, I don't, I don't have any cancer energy. Fuck if you do. (laughs) You're fuck if you don't. Yes, you do. Oh, I'm sorry. You want to act like nothing is happening?
2: Um, You are. If you have a house, if you have a roof over your head, you're affected. So, please. You know, it might not affect you the same way it affected Leroy over here, but, you know. (laughs) Um, You you have cancer in your chart, boo.
0: definitely
2: I only have technically one planet in cancer.
1: All my Pisces stuff is in the Cancer
2: Deccan. There you go. I
1: have a Cancer signature from my birth chart. Yes, I feel you. My Pisces Mercury is in the Cancer Deccan and Cancer Dwight. I feel a lot.
2: Hell, I was born on Moon Day. Fuck, on a full moon. Decade.
1: I was born on Moon Day too. Hey, Monday first oh, up in this bitch. Yes. See. I'm a
2: so, yeah, like, we're emotional, we're lunar beings. We feel a lot. And, you know, with the waves of the moon, we just change. And a lot of people just be like, damn, what's wrong
1: with you? I don't know. Like, look, the, the moon only spends two and a half days in a sign before it's ready to skip to another one. You gonna feel that shift. Yeah, See,
2: and the best way to, like, really chart or pay attention to trends and energy Watch
1: the most. yes yes you just brought up the next thing i wanted to cover because we were talking about like you could look at where the sun's transiting but listen first of all people 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 since the moon is moving the fastest right this is going to be the thing that you're paying attention to for the quickest changes and influences on your life okay you have a lunar return like once a month You can look at your lunar return chart and get a a feel for the month ahead, okay? But if you're paying attention to where the moon is on like a daily basis, you can think about how that's impacting and affecting your own moon. I just realized all late that the last full moon that we had was right on my natal moon. Like, it was only minutes off. And I was like, oh, oh shit. (laughs) That that whole day was, it wasn't that it was a bad day, but the moon doesn't necessarily like being in Capricorn anyway. So like, I guess I'm kind of used to that, but it just was like, I just felt very grounded. Like no matter what was about to happen, I would not be moved. Like emotionally, I was solid. Like I was just, I was prepared for whatever was coming. So I was like, oh shit yeah the full moon's right on my natal moon because usually when the moon moves into Capricorn that's when I start getting agitated about things that are not in order all of a sudden there's this urge to get my shit together like if I had let anything slide like I legitimately do not like doing a bad job at anything that I do like I would rather die than be embarrassed and not like okay. shit excellence like <laughs> I just, I can't handle it. So every time the moon's coming up back around to being in Capricorn, especially since mine is at the earlier degrees, as soon as it goes into Cap, I start feeling it. And I'm like,
0: ooh.
1: And my moon's ruler is in the 12th house. So this is always, this. it's been going on my whole life before I could even put my finger on it and recognize that this was something I was dealing with. And child, this one felt different though. I was like, oh no, I'm good. I've crossed on my...
2: Water moon transits, I'm good on that shit because I be in my feelings. She's also an when...
1: earth moon, Virgo moon. Eighth house, though.
2: The Virgo moon in the eighth house, which is like a, a wa- ruled by water. Mm-hmm. So it's like um I usually have a great time when the lo- moon is in Leo until it crosses over my Chiron. Mm. And <laughs> I start having a hard time and it plunges me into that Virgo eighth house shit. Yeah. And, um, I'll be having a hard time crawling up out of that shit because it's already hard enough having Virgo in the 8th which is just like
1: neurosis on 10. Oh yes. Oh yes.
2: Like, like how you said with your Capricorn moon when things are not in order you're bothered. Okay well my moon is worried about details because I've been shown on an extreme level mm-hmm. that when things are not in order shit is fucked up and it's just going to be like a, a the cleanup process is not going. It's going to
1: be ugly. So yeah, like
2: right, the first time.
1: Yes, compulsive
2: to someone outside of me, but they're not looking at it how I'm looking at it. Um, which is why I'm so. And then not to mention people with Virgo, especially Moon in Virgo, Mercury in Virgo. I even say Venus in Virgo. They have sensory issues
1: like yes smells
2: loud sounds virgo people need a quiet place people like they really need to be able to get away and access that pisces part of their chart escape, mm-hmm. because if you don't <laughs> you're going to drive yourself crazy and you're going to drive everybody else
1: crazy. yes bravo my virgo energy is in the 12th house it's in pisces house
2: Oh my god. So, yeah, you, you definitely need a, a way to. I know it's hard because Mercury is like all over the place. You know, that's the ruler of Virgo. And it's really hard to calm down. And I know a lot of Virgos that smoke weed, it's necessary. It's heal um, You know, like if you don't smoke, get you an edible CBD, something. Yeah. Aromatherapy, like the you need to have your Taurus shit in place. Because. Um, Yeah, like I said, even as a kid, like, I I never liked loud sounds. Like, Mm -hmm. for high-pitched sounds, they bother me. They just do. So, you know, when it comes to working in loud places like a warehouse, which I keep fucking ending up in somehow, um, you know, like managing warehouses, that's very Virgo in the 8th, or, you know, like um, Mars in the 6th, I have both. So, um, me managing um, a lot of things at one time, um, the perfectionist in me hates that shit because you have constant interruptions and it knocks you off your game. So, a person like me who likes to be laser focused on something so that I can produce the best quality content I can, if I have constant interruptions or, you know, whatever, it throws me off.
1: Yeah.
2: irritation to
1: me. I feel you on that. I feel yeah,
2: you on that. So, but to other people, you know, it's just like, whatever. You know, they don't care. But, like, for me, I'm like, me being a cap rising, my moon trying to send it, I already know that the things that I produce are directly attached to my name and how people look at me. So I'm not going produ- to give y'all nothing that I wouldn't want myself. Mm-hmm. standards are up here. Hi. You know, People call me nitpicky, whatever. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Like, it is what it is. It took me a while to get to that point. It really did. But it's like, I like what I like. And there's a reason for it. And people love me for the things that I produce because I am that way.
1: See, that's that's understanding how that energy is directly, like, flowing through you. Like, how you're living your chart. You know what I mean? Because some people would be like, oh, no, like, uh. You got to embrace that
2: what your strengths are know what your weaknesses are and use that astrology to pivot yes our charts are our charts for the most part we have our progress charts but there are only certain points that progress you know you know what i mean Like. uh,
1: right right that progress as much i mean like most people don't live yeah yeah
2: those things are always going to You know, it just is what it is. I'm probably always going to be irritated by shit. (laughs) But there are things that I can do to mitigate that. So, again, I'm not nitpicking at
1: people. No, I I feel you because my Saturn is retrograde in Virgo. And so, it's like, and that's what's opposing my sun.
2: And then you're not going to be able to rest until. In a in a mental house like the twelfth house, that's
1: it's like always in the back of your head. I don't even think it's there. It is. It's just operating. Yeah. Like like if this, I can't sleep when something is unsettled as far as how I'm going to organize and execute and structure something. Like I I will I will literally be in the bed the entire night and not go to sleep. I if I can't get settled yes yeah.
2: yep
0: Let's go to sleep <laughs> and it's like i, re- I really wish that
1: I, I really wish i could i'm like i gotta take something to make me go to sleep in those cases because when that ha- and then my mind is just like my mind won't let me rest yep. and then my my capricorn moon is in my third house so, so it's
2: like responsibilities is at the forefront of your mind and then you're, resp- so it's like either way you turn around, you think about some shit you gotta do, handle, take care of, you're always responsible for somebody overseeing something. And you know, it's, you're pretty much the only, well, I wouldn't say you're the only one that you can depend on, but most of the time you'd rather just
1: do it myself,
2: get it done because you know what kind of work you're going to produce versus someone else, you don't like to waste time either with that um better than like that. Like,
1: Hell no.
2: No. With if it's already probably hard for you to keep track of time. Yes. But it, so it's like even more imperative for you to have that shit together so you don't waste your time.
1: I'm like, I picked this chart. My soul picked this chart. For what reason? Why did I do this to myself? Why did I want to do that? And that's the other, like, I'm sorry, y'all. Anybody that disagrees, you are definitely entitled to your opinion, even though I hate when people say you're entitled to your opinion, because that's implied just by you being alive. Like, nobody has to ever tell me. Well, that's your opinion. I know that. (laughs) But you are totally, no matter how much you don't like certain parts of your chart, If you really, really think about it and and dig through all these different layers and see the universe in a certain manner, I guess you could say, when you decided you was going to incarnate for certain lessons, and we've all had multiple lifetimes, so this is just one of them. But no matter how much you dislike your chart, your soul said, I need to have this energy to be able to do what I'm supposed to do in this incarnation. I, I'm, there's something I'm needing to learn, pick up, or do, and I scream at parts of my chart all the damn time. But ultimately, you got to work with it. it. It's better to embrace it and not fight against it. Like I know I don't have a lot of fire, so I get such inspiration from people with a lot of fire. Yeah. You know. Yes. And people get inspiration. Think of all the inspiration people get from your energy based on what yeah, you just said. You? Hmm. Oh yeah. They-
2: have Leo in the second so that bring they bring a lot of value to you like creation and just them um, yeah I'll, I'll just be like they're creative like I think Venus just went into Leo
1: yes yeah, at zero degrees Leo yes. first of all show out y'all show out
2: so it's like I've been feeling super creative and then um, Neptune and Jupiter are both at home and Pisces like Bitch, if you're not out here creating some shit, if you are not a creative person or an artist, like this is the perfect time to do this shit. Mercury just went uh, direct. Mhm. So whatever creative projects you have been working on, if you have, you can release it now.
1: Let that shit flow. Like the other thing that I like too, <laughs> Jupiter, Pisces. Well, Jupiter being in Pisces, it's ancient ruler. But this is music. Like, well, first of all, I think Pisces people just take music differently anyway, because we rule it. But, oh, my God. Music has been so much more impactful. I feel like I even started making it again, like producing. Like, that's something I haven't done in a long time. And I realized, oh, my God, it's tedious, but I love it. The appreciation that I've had for music, I noticed shifted a little bit i I mean it always kind of means a lot to me you ever meet people and they're like you like that song you like that you don't understand it's a whole vibe
2: okay so you have uh, venus and taurus and then you're also pisces can you relate to i don't know like you're you connect to your music on a different type of level like how i like to describe it is my my the songs in my phone
1: are kind of like my diary a little bit yes it's the soundtrack to my life. Hard time
2: describing what I feel, but this song over here articulates it perfectly. Amen. A lot of the songs that are in my phone are like songs that I listen to every day or it's just a mood, you know. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my a lot of my songs are either about sex or they're just kind of sad. They're songs about life, you know, um shit that makes me think.
1: But, yes. Um,
2: I do have upbeat songs, but by far I have a lot more R&B and stuff like that. So,
1: Things um, that create a mood and an atmosphere that, like, kind of transcend. Like,
2: and it's, like, that real smooth. Yes. Cool. Like, I love trap soul music. I love, um, I don't know what kind, what genre, like, Alina Barrez is, but I love her. Oh, my
1: goodness. Yes.
2: Like, that type of music, I have so many, like, so, like it's the shit that'll put you to sleep. I'll say that it will put you to sleep, but it's very, like, you can smoke to my music,
0: mm-hmm. you
2: cry to my music. <laughs> you can do whatever. Like I got a lot of Kid Cudi.
1: Um, he, I am. So, listen, people have come at my neck for liking Kid Cuddy, but listen, I, I don't know how to explain it. Like, Oh, oh God, this is going to make the Capricorn moon almost cry. At one of the hardest times in my life where just shit was just like... I discovered him. Then the second hardest time of my life, I was literally in a living situation that was unfucking bearable Like, literally, it was going to come down to, like, I probably need... I would rather jump off a building than have to continue this, but there was nothing that I could really do immediately available to me to change said situation. And... I was sitting there thinking about, what the fuck? Like, how am I going to get out of this situation? And I just hit shuffle play on one of my playlists, right? Mm -hmm. And when I do it, I hear, I am the smartest man alive. And that's the beginning of this Kid Cudi song that made me remember who the fuck I was. It was like, um, it's called Immortal. And he talks about feeling bad about himself. And this was exactly how I felt at that moment. And then he said, I've got my lion heart and electric flowing through my veins. Shocking waves make me feel I can float. It's like the city is mine and the dark is my cave. I can't explain this sudden peace in my walk. I sure hope I'm living my life as if I'm, oh my God, I just lost the lyric. But tonight I feel immortal. And it was like, I'm listening to the words of these. I've heard the song a million times. I always liked it, but it was just like it supercharged me. Literally changed my living situation in two days. Wow. Like, it's just, I don't know. I needed a shift. I needed a shift in a vibe. It's not like resources were any different from from me. It was how I could um, appreciate them, how I could approach them, how I could attack them because of a shift in mood. That's what music does to me. Like, I'll listen to the most ignorant shit on the planet sometimes when I need to get riled the fuck up to get something done and attack something. I'm like, oh, like, I I don't know how to explain. I literally feel it. Like, I literally feel music. It impacts my mood. It yep. it's some different shit. Some people it's just a background noise. Not for me. Because you know our Earth moons tend to be
2: like I, like I don't have time for feelings. Like, huh, but yeah.
1: Like, you sit down
2: and you listen to music it helps you integrate
1: yes it it pulls all of that in now i don't have to feel all sappy i can like like, you know
2: like i don't like none of that shit but like you know when i'm at home and when i'm comfortable and i'm in my zone and i got the music going like you said we could just flow
1: you know i was like i can't believe how quick everything just bloop And I was like, damn, I just needed, I needed to get in that mindset instead of the mindset that I was in, where I wasn't even admitting to myself. And I could say, you could probably understand this too, as Saturn is your chart ruler, yo, Capricorn energy be bringing like depressive, heavy feelings.
2: Oh my God. And it's like, you can't control, like, i like, it's, okay, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can relate to what I'm about to say. And, like, a lot of people don't understand, again, because it's not their chart configuration. Mm-hmm. And when you have the Saturn in certain placements, that shit is like drowning. And it's like you can't do anything to stop it. And if you yeah. have cancer placements on top of that, it's like a big wave. And you can't do anything about it. And it just.
1: You gotta let the wave come.
2: Let it come, let it hit you. Roll around in the tides for a little bit, and then it'll you'll eventually end up on the beach.
1: But <laughs> you're just gonna wash up on the shore and shit.
2: Yeah, like for real, that's what it's like. Cause it's like when you're in it, it's kind of like a tornado. It's like
1: yeah,
2: you know. Um, in Capricorn, um, we know the, the, the resting bitch face. Queen. Oh, the like no, nothing bothers me. Yes, you bothered.
1: Me. They do. There's a raging fucking ocean underneath all this fucking earth, just churning up. You just can't see it.
2: But I, I'll never forget Saturn. You just depression is is it? I don't want to say it's ruled by Saturn, but yeah, I think it is. Actually, yeah. It is.
0: Depression is
2: uh, something under Saturn because it's that restriction that not being able to express yourself in any Being way.
1: delayed. Yeah. It's
2: yes, all types of stuff. Like, the ex- and it's like in an extreme and controlling way. So um, very similar, like you and I both have um, Neptune on our Mercurys or next to it, like right next to them.
1: Oh, it's right on my sun. Well, um, right now it is
2: people will never experience that in this
1: That's, life. you, you're and, you know, absolutely right. Yeah.
2: Especially when it's in its home, so a lot of people are not going to feel extreme melancholy, melancholy, uh, forgetfulness, um, you, your words getting scrambled, uh, missing things.
1: Like, Sickness. You
2: know, things going missing. Like, yeah. Um, Just all types of Neptunian things
1: happening. We're being you're deceived be easily.
2: That too. A lot of um, swindlers, scam-
1: scammers, charlatans. I, I swear to God I'm tra- attracting them all. I get like 10 friend requests a day. I'm like, leave me the fuck alone. Like, cause as okay. soon as I go to their profile. what the fuck do you want? Yeah. <laughs> leave me alone. I don't want none. I get, and then I look at my spam messages and it's always somebody who spam message me, like somebody you don't know. And they'll say, do you know this person? Hi, beautiful. I just want to be friends. No. I want to
2: be your daddy. Let me text this... Um, What do they be saying? Like, WhatsApp number or some shit like
1: that. Yeah. Like, Why? 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 like, I ain't sending you shit. Like... I'm like, yo, both of us have, what, the Neptunian energy on all of our Pisces energy this solar return year, too. So, I was like, yeah, I gotta be extra careful. I can't get caught slipping.
2: Retrograde energy, Pisces energy, Neptune. So, it's like triple... Triple water... It's the in Pisces is the deepest that you can get technically. It's yeah, water. And, um, it's down in them trenches. I'm telling you, and you have to surface back up to the land where you know everybody else is living in reality, and you you basically have to acclimate from the world that you were just in because it's the opposite of where the day-to-day
1: the norm oh yeah i tell people all the time it's like skipping realms. piscean energy is like oh we was here when oh no disassociated over there in another room in like in another place and you can't sometimes you can't see the difference if you're not really paying attention so it's easy for the illusory you know neptunian fog to fall over so it's like yeah some people are never going to experience that they have no that's
0: it. <laughs>
2: signs will we experiencing in a lifetime? Maybe. Four was or it five like,
1: a time? Maybe if you live nice and long. Yeah, I'm like, maybe um, I forget um, off
2: the top of my head how long
1: the It takes is. for it to go around the sun. Yeah, I was just sitting here like, oh, my God, I should have this knowledge immediately in the forefront of my mind.
2: It is what it is. Um, I can look it up <laughs>
1: No problem. Um, So, what Neptune is 14 years in a sign?
2: Yes, I'm horrible at math, but the average lifespan for people is usually about 75.
1: Um, I can, I hope that, and that's terrible as I just lit a cigarette talking about how long I'm going to live. I'll say that. The average, um, okay, so 75 divided by 14. So five, you were right. 5.35. Okay.
2: Okay, look at me, because I'm horrible at math. But yeah, um, what's
1: up, babe? You're not going to get a lot of different um, experience of Neptune through different signs, at least not in one lifetime. I mean, if we look at it from the perspective of you'll have another lifetime, maybe you'll choose a time frame when you're experiencing Neptune transit other signs that you you didn't get the opportunity to feel it in but especially being at home like she said some
2: yeah and it's it's, it's let me tell you neptune is not tired he is working
0: overtime <laughs>
2: ain't got no chill when i tell you neptune casts a shadow or a fog over whatever it touches it dissolves whatever it touches it taints whatever it touches like, uh, Neptune deals with poison.
1: Um, yes.
2: People, um, they could do to, you know, like, overindulging. jupiter here. Um, fuck yourself up. So be careful with that. Because, um, you know, the uh, opposite end of that is Virgo. It could deal with your health. So mm-hmm. overindulging in drugs. Um, what else do people over overdose with? Anything.
1: Alcohol, too. People. Oh, that,
2: yeah, so um be extra careful. I know um since this is the first time we've really actually been open since the Rona and all that, people are turning up, having a good time in summertime. That's great. Just be responsible.
1: Be very responsible.
2: To tune in, uh, Pisces.
1: Child.
2: We Have Pisces in the sixth.
1: That's me. Yeah, so and- that can also be some illnesses or something that you don't. Even and I'm a Virgo rising for my solar return with my sun in the sixth conjunct Neptune. It's close by one minute. It's one minute off. Neptune is conjunct my sun from my solar return chart by one minute. Just one minute off. Shit. That's what I said. That-
2: been like kind of going under the radar for you or is it bringing attention
1: to it it brought attention to stuff like for um i'll say this in public i'm still having tests and different things done but like in february i started having this weird i looked it up because oh my god um that's just what i do but i started having something called Lhermitte's meets sign this weird like burning nerve pain and it just started happening out of nowhere and it's it's a neuropathical issue and MS runs in my family. So I immediately was like, okay, I have MS. Like, hold on, mind you, this is before I seen any doctor or did anything. I'm just trying to accept, I guess, you know, because my mother has it, my uncle had it. And I'm just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then I got told when I went to the doctor, like, first of all, don't jump to conclusions. Weren't you in a car accident last year? I was like, yeah, they're like, that's more than likely like a nerve issue you could have a pinched nerve and i'm like yeah but i was in an accident at the beginning of 2020 she's like did, did so <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't this is like so. Yeah, yeah like like why are you thinking that because i was like i didn't start feeling this until this year and it's like well you know sometimes as it gets worse, like you're going to feel it more. And the weird part is, I haven't had it happen as often as it did. But it was still like, as it got closer to my solar return, it really started picking up like I I just had it more and more, it would be it's a pain that lasts for like 90 seconds to three minutes. That literally is it's like debilitating. I've never felt anything like this before in my life, you feel like you're on fire from the from the back of my head down into my arms. And then my hands would go numb. And then I'm like, and then I look at my solar return chart and I'm like, yeah. well, fuck. Virgo's on the Ascendant. My sun is in the sixth house with Neptune conjunct my goddamn sun by one minute. What's Uranus doing? Um, oh, God. Where would you be? Let me see. See? I have like 10 million charts. This poor software one day is just gonna just be like, look, bitch. Won't got no more room. Um, I don't know what you thought you was doing, but where's solar return 2020 i like hearing other people tell me about it too because you know i'll look at shit and be okay where did you where what did you ask where's your nest yeah or like what
2: was your aquarius stuff doing because i know that deals with the nerves right i have an
1: aquarius stellium in my fifth house For the solar returns, it's Saturn, Jupiter, the moon, and Mercury all in my fifth house. Pluto is also transiting my fifth house, but in, Cor- in Capricorn. And then Uranus is transiting my eighth for my solar return year. Okay. Well,
2: there it is. All righty.
1: Man, see? I was just like, okay. And I was like, I'm going to put this chart down. I'm going to put this chart down. I'm going to put this chart down for a minute. Before I get upset. But what I do like is that it made me pay better attention to health just in general. And since I had moved into a more rural area, I got back into my routines. You know, of just even just like walking and enjoying stuff during the year at Arona, especially the neighborhood I was living in. I wasn't taking no strolls. <laughs> So, I mean, this is another thing that's important for people to look at. You want to not just look at what's going on with your birth chart, what's going on with your solar return chart, which is the day that the sun went back to the exact same degree that it was at when you were born, which sometimes isn't on your birthday. It could be the, the day before, but, you know, this is information like the stars are not lying. As above, so below is so true. You know, we're living in a concurrence with what is going on universally.
2: That you have to look at your transits every single day, but um, it does help. Like I said, it's it's no different than looking at the weather forecast for the day.
1: Yes, ma'am. Check your astrological weather. Like
2: you know, just just to be prepared. Like I said, um, me personally, I don't have a, too many issues with retrograde cycles. It's usually when the planet goes the planet goes back direct when I get the issue. Like, for example, when Uranus was uh, retrograde, you know, it, it was cool. But uh, when it was retrograde, the last, when it was in Aries, which was in my third house, when it went back di- direct, I got into a car accident.
1: Mm, in the third house? Where was you going? And it was the day
2: that it went direct. And it was, um, it was some unexpected shit. I was driving and a baby deer ran in front of my car.
1: Oh I
0: didn't, shit! I, didn't
2: even, I was like, "What the fuck?" I, and he was on the side of the road at first, and then he just decided to dart in front of me at the last minute. I didn't. He was so small. I thought he was a dog
1: at first. Oh my god! He
2: rolled, and then he kept
1: going. Oh yeah, they love to let you hit them and keep going. Will total your oh, car, but still be running.
2: Like, Where's your mother? Like I've never seen deer oh. in this area. You know, some a place that I'm used to frequently traveling, never seen a deer. But yeah, I saw it that day and his ass ran right in front of my car.
1: Ma'am. Yeah. Holy shit.
2: And it ended up costing well, hold on, did it end up costing me money? Uh, ultimately it did because um my uh insurance premium ended up going
1: up uh the next time around because of that. Even though wow. I had a, a, animal strike. There's I mean, not really much you could do about because even trying to voice that animal, you might hit something else or somebody, and it could have been worse. When
2: when it comes to you know, because again, I've worked in logistics for seven years, mm-hmm. truck drivers all the time. If it comes to an animal, especially a deer, if you can't like you know slowly correct, just hit them. There's nothing you can do because again, you could possibly hit somebody else or you can flip your fucking truck yeah Just hit them. of course break but don't do no swerving or nothing like that cause you, you'll end up fucked up
1: wow
2: yeah and it's crazy cause we've all seen what Deer can do to your car oh yes I've seen them total trucks so uh, you know like semis so mm-hmm. it's, it's it was scary when I went through it Mm. I can only
1: imagine a full, grown ass
0: deer. <sighs> coming
1: in and I was on too, so yeah, that's real. this should be real. You see, Uranus in Aries. You was by yourself too. Yep. Uranus in Aries was transiting her third house. Third house is like local travel.
2: You're cool. and then my Venus is also in Aries I don't they weren't conjunct because
1: I think well let me look that up she's like I'm trying to say hold on she pulling the chart y'all
2: I'm gonna pull that transit real quick
1: listen this is one of the reasons why I don't enjoy people acting like astrology is some fucking parlor trick like they're or or that it has no validity. I'm going to say this while she's looking this up, you know, as far as people talking about whether it's scientific or not, et cetera. Observation is a huge part of this. You know, when we're observing and seeing patterns and cycles, I may not be able to tell you exactly why these patterns and cycles exist. Maybe we haven't yet discovered that yet, why this this is designed this way but I know like before people understood why you know you cut yourself and bleed and what was going on exactly in your body I'm sure people noticed that there were cycles or um there were certain things that happened if you sustained an injury whether or not they could really explain it or not this is something I say to people because I find this is another thing that's happening to me As I have gotten older and am now a progressed Taurus at the very beginning degrees of it, it's at one degree now, where people want to argue with me about astrology. And I'm like, no, like, I'm more firm in this practice. They'd be like, well, I don't believe in that. Well, nigga, neither do I. I don't believe in astrology. I practice it. You know? there's no belief there's no belief needed i tried to get into this to debunk it and then figured out i couldn't debunk it so what would lead me to think this was something i could debunk and then all of a sudden be like no i can't well i had to put it into practice and learn how to do so also to everybody who are astrology aficionados don't argue with these dumbass people who think that like they googled something real quick and can completely destroy what you have studied for years it would be like somebody arguing with a surgeon because they googled some shit what makes you think that your knowledge your level of understanding could even rival theirs in the least but i'm sorry go ahead sorry went off on a team you're
2: fine you're fine Uh, that shit needs to be said and i'm probably gonna say it every time because yeah um this is really a science it is and um I'm a very experimental person myself. Uh, I like to test things out. Mm -hmm. I'm a skeptic. I'm a Capricorn rising. Show me.
1: Show me. me. Um, Make it real, baby.
2: It just be like, damn, like wow. But um, so it wasn't conjunct my Venus, but like I said, my Venus is housed in the third house, Mm. and it was at 28 degrees of Aries, which towards the end, anaretic degree.
1: Really close to yeah, so it's a uh, sense of urgency for things to just happen. The compulsion is stronger. Wow.
2: Fucking deer was feeling really fucking impulsive.
1: And that's interesting because usually they don't they don't wander too far from their mama. The little ones.
2: Mama wasn't was nowhere to be found.
1: Wow. In the Aries energy. You went off but unto yourself, didn't you? You did that Mars shit. Me cool yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. going against your mama. That's why Aries energy was square Cancer. See?
2: And again, that Uranus that roaming around free, being a rebel. Where
1: the, oh yeah.
2: Things.
1: Yeah, doing your own damn thing, and you didn't got hit by a car. Now look at that. See? Mm-hmm.
2: And like I said, it's close to that energetic degree, which is basically when it's at the end. It's mm-hmm. a buildup of all of that energy.
1: It has to it has to be spent now or that's it before we go on to the next time. Yeah.
2: And it went out with a literal bang.
1: Literal, literal bang.
2: A little bit of money, a little bit. Um, and of course I had to um fight with my fucking insurance.
1: Oh, that sucks, so, babe. To, you know,
2: I'm, well, it was it was just some stupid shit. I mean, I ended up getting the rental, but it was just. A struggle, but usually, um, with me, my eighth house stuff usually, um, it, it looks out for me. I, I usually, um, like if I do have an insurance policy, it usually pays out. It just takes a minute. It takes a long ass time.
1: Got you.
2: Usually some hiccups along the way too.
1: It just is what it is. This shit ain't no joke, yo. It
2: is. Again, so Saturday my second.
1: Delays to my cash. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Wow. See, I'm sorry for the, not, not that too many non believers would be even paying attention to this particular podcast, unless you're just curious, but um, just more examples of practically viewing astrology and applying it to be able to see the cycles that occur that impact you and why it's important to understand those things even though, like, I will agree with most, like, what you said earlier about, like, I'm not stalking my transits, but even to be able to look at things in hindsight is a beautiful thing um, from an astrological perspective. Um, Just, and you can collect other people's similar experiences or anything else that would have been speaking to that. You know, it's one of those things, I think, that allows us to understand things better as human beings. It's like, this is not just some random shit. It can be ascribed to something. And I think that that gives life a lot more purpose and meaning than people, like not that I have anything against people who are so scientific that they're like, oh, like you think everything is about you? You're this minuscule dot, like in this humongous universe. Okay.
2: Remember, there was a time we were talking on the phone and I remember I, I was running around doing DoorDash and I kept telling you, I kept seeing cars broken down. Yep. In the intersections, specifically. Specifically
1: in the intersections.
2: Three times in one day. And I'm yes. Like, this is retrograde in Gemini. This is affecting everyone.
1: Everybody. Let me interrupt the pathways through which people can travel and move. Wow. See? you'll see astrology in everything if you understand astrology yeah you was just trying to get out there and get your coin it wasn't you know what i mean it was like
2: yeah i'm just like is this a sign i need to go home or what like i'll be paying attention to all that i'm like okay i know when to get off the
1: road yes all right three is a charm
2: (laughs) yeah um yeah i think i did decide that i was gonna go home after
1: which have. was totally understandable because I wouldn't want nothing to had happened to you
2: yeah um because lord knows I don't need no more car accidents I'm good if I never see another car accident in my life I'll be
1: <laughs> I feel you on that I have not had the best um the car accidents I tend to get in are always terrible so it's like and I have Mars Square Uranus, not even by close degree, but I'm accident prone, so yeah. I don't. I don't want to know.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep, yep.
0: So
2: like I don't even see these. The, I never see it coming. Never see it
1: coming. Was it's like I'm blindsided by this bullshit.
2: And it's usually, I think I only, I had one car accident that was my fault. Hmm. it was minor, but it was enough.
1: Total out my car. Wow.
2: Hit me, broke my front axle. Yeah, Uh, and it was crazy because like my brother went to the um, wherever they told my car to to get my license plate and stuff off of there, and he was like, "You, your car doesn't even look like you got into an accident. Uh, Aesthetically, it didn't look like anything was wrong with it." But he broke my shit, like. Damn. Yeah. Um, it, it's always like little shit like that. But I've I, I have a yacht in my chart. I forgot what uh planets are involved, but um with yods in astrology, the best way that I can describe it is it's like what is it? It's a opposite uh sextile connected to two
1: oppositions i believe so i'm looking at mine i know i have one but some people don't count it astrologers argue about this because what the god is pointing to is my ascendant
2: because the way, the way that i look at yods, it's like a something bad that happens or like something that challenging that happens but it, it turns out to be a blessing so like i got into that car accident
1: uh, it's two quincunxes and a sextile.
2: Two quincunxes and a sextile. Okay. So, um, yeah, quincunx is probably the harshest, um, arguably the harshest. Um,
1: oh, I feel that.
2: I think it is, personally. But yeah, um, quincunxes are energies that just, they
1: don't get along. They're not they have nothing in common. They're not in the same element. They're not in the same modality. They're just like, what is this?
2: Yeah, you're speaking English. They're speaking
1: Mandarin. Like, <laughs> but y'all, but somehow y'all are put on on a team to work together.
2: Yeah, so figure that shit out.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Um. So with the yod, it's like something fucked up happens, but it ends up working out in your favor, or you end up learning something from it. So I got into that car accident. Um, mm-hmm. It was frustrating. But I was actually able to, because I was still within um, a certain, um, pe- I guess, period that I had just bought the car. Mm-hmm. Um, they went ahead and totaled it out, but I still had money left over from that, so I took that money and got a better car. So it wor- It ended up working out for me.
1: And thank God you work- weren't like hurt, like terribly, and no, like.
2: I wasn't and then
1: my daughter was in a car on top of that, so I was freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. See? Out, it ended up working out for us. Opportunities, what yachts are called God, it's like God's finger pointing to something. You know? Yep. And we all know, well, maybe not all of us, but like some of us will say that, like. Sometimes the blessings are hard won, they're not like just these easy things through trial comes triumph. So it's like, yeah, that's an example of that. it's a beautiful example of that.
2: Yeah, so I just wanted to like put that out there for my own personal experience because, of course, we read books. We research what these aspects mean, but you have to put them to the test and see how it works for you and why. Like Again, I'm very experimental. I told you one time I had to figure out why I got along with some Capricorn moons, but didn't get along with others. I was literally writing down the moon signs, the degrees, the aspects, because I'm like,
1: why the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so what is up here?
2: Why do I keep bumping heads with only some of them? then you start just unfolding it and seeing what works for you and what doesn't based on your chart like okay like our moons agree but this Saturn over here is irritating the fuck out of you yes or this Mars over here don't agree with this you know it's just it's layered
1: yeah it is very much it is very much layered I will say that just like I do not get along with all Pisces people but
2: oh my god I be seeing what people be talking
1: about I do and it's like, oh, I can us- Unfortunately, it's usually people in the Pisces Deccan. So, that I've noticed. I do better because my Mercury is in the Cancer Deccan and Cancer Dwight. I do better with second decan and third Deccan Pisces. So, yeah. unless you just have some other, t- like, unless you're a, like a Mercury and Aquarius, then we're going to have a problem. But... <laughs>
2: yeah, I superpowers
0: for dumb shit. Like, uh, <laughs> making obituaries
1: to get out
2: of work or falsifying, like,
1: a fucking doctor's notice. I once, I will never forget, I helped this girl. She needed to get her child care thing right, and the way we were paid, we were paid, like, independent contractors where we were. Ooh, am I admitting to something on camera? Okay. I, allegedly, I, I created allegedly i created pay stubs for her eight months worth
2: oh my god you know what and that's another thing it's like pisces can really pull some shit out of our ass and that shit will look so legit it's like wow this is fucking scary
1: honey i didn't i did not play with my template i made a template for it it was so close to Listen. Yeah. Then I paid it. I had to pay attention because you know I'm pay. Oh, allegedly I had to pay attention to adding up all the taxes coming out, and then because you know pay stubs are they're concurrent. So look, I put I put work into that. We will do what we have to. But yes, oh my God, well I will just be admitting this stuff on camera? Allegedly, but she she like this was helping a mother and a child.
2: Them, but you know, um, with there's duplicity for each sign. So um, you have good qualities, and you have not bad, so n- not so great qualities. And um,
1: I've used them so for evil in, in the past too. If
2: you if you don't tap into that dark side, I'm just I'm like, mm.
1: yeah, dark I've used them is, for evil. I have.
2: Way, but you're using them? <laughs> you are. Um, yes, you do. Okay, babe.
1: I don't know why people don't see that. They don't want to believe they don't want to believe certain things that they should like yeah. I mean there's even what do you call it? So we have negative, positive and neutral qualities. So you have them within your reach depending on configurations. Like I had to realize a long time ago I really have like kind of a dark sense of humor and I'm attracted to dark shit. And then at first I was like, well, what in my chart explains it? Just my sun sign. The Deccan and the Wadden. It's through a Scorpio lens. Like, I love serial killer documentaries. Like, oh I I cool. love it.
2: Because, you know, um, they say um, perfect example, John Wayne Gacy.
1: He's a Pisces. Yes, he is. All the mutable signs beat them serial killers. Mutable. Mm-hmm. But it's like
2: all Pisces hide shit. I don't give a fuck. What? Now, what is it you're hiding? I don't know. Is it yeah, TV that's cash? true. Is it money? Is it a fucking side bitch? Is it An addiction? Podcast? Mm-hmm. You're hiding something, boo. And um, depending on what the placement is, you know, it, it describes the length that you'll go to protect that secret. But... I myself, I be hiding shit for myself. I'm I'm really good at hiding shit. Like, Me too. Um, when I go places, I'm looking for hiding spots. I'm looking for exits. I'm looking the, to- the
1: minute I get in a place, I need to know how the fuck I can get out of there. Yeah. I hate one way in, one way out places because I can't. I can't. You know what? You know what? My toxic trait is with my Pisces energy. Since I'm a Libra rising, all right, I deal with people very well. And it's actually the strongest point in my chart because my draconic chart has a lot of Libra energy. So, you know, I like dealing with people, but then, you know, the cat moon, especially with its ruler in the 12th, don't, no, no. I need I need to be able to back away. So when I go somewhere, I, I'm counting down to when I'm leaving. <laughs> and I don't like having to make an announcement that I'm leaving because then people hold you up. They don't want to let you leave. And when I want to go, it's time to go. So I like to sneak out of functions. Oh Usually, God, if it,
2: i just walk right
1: past the I can't. Milk. I can't do. First of all, I'm tall as fuck. I feel like everybody's gonna notice, <laughs> no matter where the fuck I am. So I I will make it a point. Like if it was your party, let's say, right? But I know it's time for me to go. I'll say goodbye to you. You'll know. You'll know I'm leaving because I think it's rude. Not to let the person that, that invited me know. Like, I'm, I'm not that bad. But it's like other people, people just take a liking to me and start telling me their entire life story. And I'm like, I gotta go. I'm I've I'm out people today. So... I it yeah.
2: Like, um, I told you I started a new job. And the manager that's training me, he's not my manager, but he's a manager. And um, he told me he was a Pisces, but I wasn't getting Pisces energy because he was just... Um, he was too organized. But then I later found out he got a bird on me. Makes sense. But um, he was this nigga just asked me like randomly. He's like, so what's the shadiest thing you've ever done?
1: They want to know all your secrets.
2: I'm just thinking to myself, why the fuck would I tell you that? But then again, I thought about it and I was like, his Pisces ass is probably used to people just telling him
1: shit. Yup. Yup.
2: And I'm like, yeah, see, no, no, because I be doing that shit. No, no, no.
1: (laughs) You're not gonna get me. <laughs> strangers will just <laughs> yeah like some lady sat down next to me on the bus and was like ah oh, man and so I knew this was oh, you're about to start talking relationships but then she's like if my husband ever finds out this baby isn't his okay bitch first of all I don't even know your name and you just confessed that to me the person that you're married to doesn't know this why are you telling me this
2: I used to ride the bus. It was a constant thing. And I used to hate it because it's like people, I would see like people approaching the bench or the bus stop or whatever. And I just
1: Please don't sit next to me. Please don't sit next to me. You
2: know, I already knew that they were going to do it. I already knew they were going to start a conversation with me. It, it was a given. I would be shocked when they didn't.
1: yeah tis the curse, I swear. It's like people just know that you're a space where they can swim in your waters and feel comfortable and that you won't necessarily judge them. I mean, well, I feel like we may with the, but it's internal. It's not like I'm, I'm not going to go out of my way to be like, yes, Like, like I didn't say to that lady, the fuck is you telling me this bullshit for? I was thinking that in some ways, but it was just like, Wow. That's that's a lot. Like just, the, And that's what, apparently what she must have needed in that moment. Like Maybe yeah. you've just been walking around carrying the shit and you need to let you can't even tell your friend. But you knew you could tell me because I know a lot of other people on this bus that have cussed you the fuck out. You. Yes.
2: exactly. My sad friend, even he was telling me he was like, man um, it's just different with you. It's a lot of shit that we talk about that I can't talk to you about with other people i'll vouch cool. for that
1: here too for you yeah most definitely i just be like yeah, yeah,
2: you know me anyway i'm i'm really i'm off the chain but um <laughs> yeah um i just a lot of people like talking to me because i'm open to a lot of things so and i'm understanding and it I'm not always going to agree, but, like, I'm just a good
1: conversationalist. Right, like, right. It's it's people. not even the fact of your agreement. It's your processing and how you're taking it and the openness to it, which is very important. Because some people, you know, you can't, you going not even bother to mention certain things to them because you're not even trying to have to deal with all the pushback. It's the pushback. Like, okay. you don't have that. Like, you'll be like, oh, that doesn't sound right to me. But, like.
2: It's like, I can respect your, your, your point of view, at least, at the very least. You know, I'll let you talk. I will let
0: you do that. Um, if that shit starts
1: sounding stupid, you then we're going to, that, yeah, then that Virgo energy is definitely going to come. I know mine does too. People be talking and my eyes start going like this. If my eyes start going like this, you have crossed the threshold into utter and complete ridiculous stupidity. That's why I'm so happy. Yeah, for me. I'm like, oh God. I, like, my Rustin' bitch face fails me at that point because I'm, because oh, this is some stupid.
0: Bitch.
2: No, I just be like, yeah, because I just be like, uh-huh. <laughs> and then what happened?
0: And you like just
2: he like, She was telling me about some toxic ass shit her and her boyfriend are going through and I'm just like, make him leave. And she's like, he won't leave. And I was just like.
1: What you mean he won't make him leave?
2: I'm like, you grown as fuck. What you mean? Call the police and then she's like, oh yeah, he's on. For, um, the,
1: don't right, that sound like the situation went, I was talking about? to you about? don't that sound like what i was talking about people don't want to call yes, listen
2: yes. And i'm gonna need like, okay, I'm, I'm about to exit this conversation now because you about to piss me
1: off now yes i don't have, have no patience do. for the dumb shit and having progressed into taurus as i can tell when somebody's coming with some dumb shit and i'm like no no, I'm, I'm all, like I. This is the most beautiful thing that I think has ever happened to me. When I'm looking at like your progressions, like moving from one sun sign into another. Now, granted, it's because of what sun sign it is, because if I live long enough to progress into Gemini, that'll be a little bit different. But this has just felt like, oh my god. Like, I have no problem telling a motherfucker, no. Like, my boundaries are strong. I We not playing. Keep that bullshit over there. Nope, 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 no, nope, no. Nope, nope, nope. That's not part of my value system. Nope, 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 nope. Get that shit the fuck out of here. That's yep. another beautiful thing to look yeah, at. You like, know what I mean?
2: Definitely feeling that no shit. Like, I can't. Sorry. Like, it's just moving further into independence. Like, that shit feels good. Especially coming from the Pisces where you're serving any and everyone like Mm -hmm. so glad I'm getting out of that like because it don't help no
1: the progress Aries years are very interesting for a Pisces and I will say this one thing that I think was the best thing from it was the fact that no matter how much shit I took on, that I probably, in retrospect, go, I shouldn't have taken that shit the fuck on. I kept the fuck going. There was constant movement. The movement through it. The movement through it. The initiative. No, I'm pushing. I'm going. Like, you don't get bogged down into, oh, that mistake. I'm stuck there. You're already mutable as it is, and used to, you know, the change. But then with that cardinal quality that comes through in the progression... With Aries, it's like, nope, gonna keep going. uh uh-uh, peace, like, and out for self. Hold on. I, I just had to realize I did not feel guilty about that. But I moved so fast by the 29th degree. Yo, the, the last year of being a progressed Aries, bitch. Oh, my God. What was that
0: like?
1: Whoa. I felt like everybody... Was testing me not everybody per se like like literally everybody but like there were extra like people really wanted me to go full Aries on them it was just like okay you're not you're not irritating me a little bit you're not becoming an obstacle a little bit oh you're going heavy with this so guess what forced me to have to like fucking ram my ass through shit and then right when I got on the other side it felt like calm Progressed in the Taurus, and I was like, "I'm here. I wanna, I wanna stay right. Like, I like this. I like this. Okay. And but my horns are still up because sometimes you gotta. But no, I think that's beautiful oh, you for you know, in that Aries energy. i don't really to
2: ask no questions. Like, we're not asking you shit.
1: Mm-mm. Uh
2: Do what we're gonna do, then take names.
1: Yes, it was moving forward. Oh my God, that last year was a lot of that. Like, I don't care what you think. No, who are you trying to rule? Like, it just felt like people were trying to, appra- it was like, you know what it felt like? It felt like heavy cap energy on me from people. I need to go back and look at these people's charts and see what was going on that was interacting with that ninth degree. Because... I was like, oh no, oh no, bitch. I'm rebellious, like at this point. And rebellion is something, of course, I think of Aquarius energy when I think of it, but it was like, I was, you couldn't hold on to me. I was going to burn you. Stop trying to stop me from doing what I'm trying to do. The direction that I'm heading in, I don't even care if it's the wrong direction. You're not stopping me. That's how it felt. <laughs> it, was, it was markedly different. It reminded me of my first year as a progressed Aries where I went from being very shy like I used to, I used to be so shy, Erica. Like and then all of a sudden I I wanted to race all the boys in the schoolyard. I was like, let's go. I remember I beat up a boy that year that I progressed into Aries. Oh my God. Yes. And his his mom came to the school. Like, why did I beat him up? I'm trying to remember why I did it. I didn't even really mean to hurt him, but I've been like tall my whole life. And his mother literally came up to the school. I didn't really get in trouble, but she, she, this was when parents could come to the school and not only talk to their kids, but other people's kids. Like, you can't really do that these days without an issue. Uh, they can't even confirm if the student even goes to the school. Exactly. They're not allowed to say anything. She pulled me to the side and we had a talk. Timothy Patton. Damn, I remember his name. He Facebook friend requested me this past year. I was like, oh shit. Oh shit, wow. Is that a this,
2: retrograde period?
1: This nigga, like six foot eight. I was like, okay, so I was taller than you, but like, okay, never mind. Anyway, sorry, I got distracted. People,
2: though, I fight niggas, yes, I do. <laughs> I know exactly what I'm getting myself into, you know, when it comes to that. But I'm just saying, like, around that time, I think, um, I don't know i think i was like 14 or 15 when my progressed son moved into aries and again that's uh i think i told you that's when i uh started playing sports at school mm-hmm. um, and um i did used to put my hands on niggas because they would put their hands on me like this was around the time that they would get like real handsy mm-hmm. like, grab, like, your titties and your ass and shit like i'll knock you in your
1: you just made me realize what it was he popped my bra
2: them fucking around and being too handsy, yeah, nigga, I'll knock your ass out. For real. I'll punch you dead in your shit.
1: We Not don't... Won't play that. But no, I feel you at that age, especially doing so about... You'll be you'll be progressing in to at, what, like 30... No, no. 45? Um, yeah, like 44, 45?
2: Yeah, because my son is at 17 degrees Pisces.
1: So maybe like 43. I progressed at 40. Yeah, maybe. And I'm three degrees. Um, I'm a 20 degree Pisces sun. 20. Um. 20 degrees, 36 minutes. For anybody listening that doesn't understand any of this stuff, I promise you, I promise you if you stay with us over time, I'd be glad to teach this shit to you. But basically the sun moves about a degree a day in a progress chart. Every degree that it moves is moving a degree a year. So if I was born when the sun was at 20 degrees of Pisces, there were nine degrees left in the sign of Pisces for me to progress into. So for the first nine years of my life, I was still operating as a sun sign Pisces, right? When I got to age 10, then we were at the zero degree of Aries. That's how it works. Um, Probably still confusing to some people, but I think we might need to have to do like a seminar or something on that so that people understand it. it. Yeah.
2: But my sun is currently at 13 degrees. So yeah, you were right. You were on the money, 45 is when um,
1: my progress Lord, have mercy, child. You th- please, I'm gonna need to know exactly how it feel. I'm gonna bug you because I'm tell I, <laughs> I just I felt different. My view of life was that I just want to accumulate my shit and be settled. I don't want. Yeah. I just yeah. I just want to continue to have my things because now my progress done is conjunct my natal Venus, so it's even stronger, it's like, and then it's trying my natal moon and my natal Mars and my natal Jupiter, so it's this this strong feeling of settle like of tar and and i want I want land, I want to buy land, like I've been thinking about this for two years. it's gonna happen so <laughs> I just went all over the place with it, but Yes, pay attention people to your progress chart. If you want progress chart reading, do you do you like you want me to give your information?
2: Um yes. So, um at this current time, um, you can book a reading with me um at the com. Um the website will be back up this Friday. Yay! So the um, you'll be able to book a reading through there. And you can also reach me on my Facebook page um, and just send me a DM and
1: we can do it that way. I'll put the links in the episode description. Um Everybody to the, um, I'm going to put the moon event up there. I'm actually going to ask Erica if she will do it, um, do the Libra one, the moon event that we're having for cancer season. I have Marie Russo and the Virgin Priestess helping with that one. And then the Libra one isn't completely scheduled yet, but I would like I would like Erica to do that. Um, I am just so excited to be able to have sat and talked this long with anybody about astrology because I know I drive everybody crazy. <laughs> yes, and don't forget the earrings, y'all. Look, she got on the Aquarius Jones. I got on the Pisces Jones. I got some Jupiter and some Saturn ones from her too, like.
2: Yes, guys, like, even, like, uh, these are super cute, but, like, um, right now I'm wearing these. The moon is in Aquarius as we speak, um, and it just, these earrings really help embody the energy.
1: Yes, have. say that again, because you don't just got to get what's your sun sign, you know. These are really good with rituals, embodying the energy, like she said. And she got tarot shit, y'all. But y'all, you're going to see it because I'm putting the link. The link.
2: Check all that shit out because my store is um, basically esoteric based um, cards, or I'm sorry, tarot cards and astrology based. Um, So not only do I have the the signs, I have planetary glyphs as well. Um, I do need to go ahead and post um, some Mars earrings that I just made. I'm going
1: to need them, them, Jones. And so, yeah, I'm going go ahead and get them. I need Venus once too. So, you know what? I just need them all. Why well, am I even... I'm buying them all. I need them I'm all. let
2: you go ahead and do that or
0: leave <laughs> them for uh,
1: everybody else. I'm sorry. Like, on certain days, like, you, you, you know what I mean? Like, when certain things are your focus or, like, you're just trying to get in the energy of things or not even just on certain days when you're just embodying certain energies. Stuff has to happen. So, I feel like this helps you stay in that mood, so yeah, I need them all. I need them all yeah. uh, I'm recording, Could you please back up? Thank you colors. Huh? I was talking to the individual interrupting me right now
2: <laughs> uh, I guess he uh they, they want your attention so um yeah, I'm just gonna wrap it up and say I have a plethora of colors, the rainbow um there's gonna be some uh <laughs>
1: that I'll be ushering in pretty soon awesome and I love I love the like the the Jupiter ones are just listen that's when I use my road opener oil my money open my money oil on Thursdays and wear those earrings
2: yeah Jupiter day yeah you can wear um, specific glyphs um, or signs for certain days to correlate so you can wear the Jupiter or, I'm sorry not Jupiter um, the Taurus or the Libra ones
1: on, yes on friday you can even just wear the
2: venus earrings because i
1: have those
0: as well so yes go ahead and check
1: it out i hope you guys do because like i was so excited i was so excited when i saw what she had to offer because i was looking for this type of stuff and i really couldn't find it
2: You already know how I am, Janae. Like, um, I'm hel- I'm super picky, and yeah, I'm, like, I'm not about to sit around and wait for somebody else to do it. So I'ma do it. So the- here they are, they're available. Like I said, um, these are about two and a half inches. Um, if you want them smaller or bigger, hit me up. ask, um, because I can't customize
1: them for you because I make them. I make yes, them. not dependent on somebody else's thing. Hello. Kept getting it done by itself. Yes, <laughs> I'm so silly, but no, that's it's serious. Like that, that there is not anything that you could say that I could not attribute astrologically, which is the beauty of this whole thing. So, you know, for all the doubters and the naysayers just just say you don't understand the shit and keep it keep it pushing. You just don't you understand
2: it. Reading it. And have somebody break it down for you
1: because I swear it makes sense, because we both, you're talking to two people, or listening to two people talk, who both were skeptical as fuck, and we're like, yeah, okay, and listen to what we're doing now.
2: Yeah, And and the beauty in it is you can get a reading from 10 different astrologers, and each reading is going to be different.
1: And enrich you in a deeper way.
2: And it's not because the information is different. It's just Mm -mm. that we all, um, we've gotten uh, our information from different, you know, resources. So we all have a different vantage point and a perspective in reading certain parts of your chart. And to be honest, like you said, we can sit here and talk about one person's chart for hours.
1: Yeah.
2: Hours. Like you'll never be done with the chart. And even, you know, us, as long as we've been studying astrology, we can go to our natal chart and see something that we didn't see
1: before. Yep. Or something that I really didn't pay attention to before. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> it happens to me all the time.
2: Yeah. You can um learn something new and go back and apply it and you be like, wow. So that's what this is.
1: So I, that's why I always tell people. Yes, I teach people astrology, but I will forever be a student of astrology. I am always expanding my knowledge. And for the other thing to say to the naysayers, literally the 12 signs, if we take everything into the, in in the universe and broke everything down, right, we could find a place in one of those 12 parts to put it, how many things would be in each space? Everything in the universe, everything there is to discuss. That's why there's so much to discuss about astrology. It's not just like, uh, some rah-rah shit that someone just pulled some shit out their ass and like, no, no. Do you know how many things are Piscean things? How many things are cancer things or that you could ascribe to it when you understand the energy of those signs? So she's absolutely correct. We could talk about shit. We could talk about one placement all day
2: or just one perspective because like yes we, we have your natal chart the progressions transits sexual astrology synastry like draconic astrology like which one which one you wanna like
1: do? what are you looking for yeah people don't understand that. like when you do this what are you doing <laughs> to talk
2: to you about the medical side of your chart for an hour just that alone so it's, it's like, deep you know, y'all when i have readings i have to first of all, I ask the person like, is there something that you'd like me to focus on? So, you know, because that hour goes by really quick. Yes, it does. Like, um, I have to cherry pick the points that I'm going to talk about because I can expand on one placement easily for
0: about five to ten minutes. Yeah. Oh. So... What's up, boo? You want some more water? Yep.
1: I'm going to give Mia her mommy. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give her her mommy, and I'm going to thank all of you guys for listening to Episode 1 in Season 4 of the Spiritual Gangster Certified Podcast. I appreciate you for coming on, Erica. I hope I can see you back. We're going to do some good things together. People will see in the future. And I I hope y'all are just coping well with the current energy. Um, Hopefully, I can get another episode up here quickly so I can check in with everybody. But thank you all so much for tuning in. And say bye-bye, Erica. Don't be scared of these retrogrades now. That's, say that again. Say that again. Don't be scared. They're here to help. They're they scared. are. Slow down. Do your reads. Don't be scared. Yep. It's the universe giving you a break. Time to like look back on some things. Take okay. care of some shit. Yep.
2: Go ahead and get on your shit. Because you know, you know when you're not on your shit. And if you don't know, it's going to get pointed out.
1: I know that's right.
0: (laughs) Peace, you guys.